And on the phone with me, Tanya Saltzman, who's a senior planner with Deschutes County. Tanya, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thank you so much for uh, taking a little time to uh, talk with us today. And uh, first of all, let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, so my name is Tanya Saltzman, and I'm a senior planner in the Long Range Division at Deschutes County Community Development Department. Um, The Long Range side of our planning team, we do kind of the the larger policy and and, uh, changes to the zoning code and things like that. Um, People have probably interacted with our uh, planning department on the current planning side, so when they have to come in for a a land use permit or or that type of thing. So I'm on the Long Range side and working on some uh, interesting uh, big projects currently. Okay, so one of those big projects, the 2023 Mule Deer Winter Range Combining Zone, what is that? Yeah, um, so basically we are uh, exploring an update to the Mule Deer Winter Range inventory in the county. Um, so the county has a number of, uh, of areas that are have a, an additional layer of protection in the zoning code to preserve important resources um, related to wildlife. So we already have uh, a zone that's called the Wildlife Area Combining Zone, um, and that's that exists to protect different species in different areas, such as elk and antelope and mule deer and and things like that. Um, the data that supports those those zones is about 30 years old, so it's a little bit. Um, old, I should say. Um, and so basically, uh, we're, we're proceeding, we're working with Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife to, to create an update for this zone, specifically pertaining to the mule deer. So in other words, we're making uh, a new, what's called a combining zone, which is essentially an, an overlay over existing zoning, um, to address these, this new habitat area that ODF&W has decided is, is necessary to preserve or um, potentially preserve the habitat for the mule deer. Um, I think people are probably aware that mule deer populations have been declining in the county. Uh, and this is due to a number of reasons and, you know, that they could speak to that better than I, but, um, you know, some of it is, is because of development. So we're looking to explore a potential update to this, uh, this area and kind of issue some regulations that would pertain to those areas to help protect that habitat. Okay, so I can understand ODNF, ODFW being involved in this, and then how did they end up getting the county involved? Was there some sort of study done? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, so counties are not required to do these updates um, by law or anything like that. Um, we have a very uh, robust statewide land use planning system Um that probably a lot of people have, have heard about. But over the years, ODFNW and other agencies have kind of uh, made us aware that these these, uh, these inventories are a little bit out of date, so it, it doesn't reflect the accurate what's on the ground data. Um, so we had an opportunity as the county to just explore this a little bit um, to see, you know, what, what might these new inventories look like? What, what's the shape of that out there? Um, what kind of areas are, do they pertain to? So we received a grant from the Department of Land Conservation and Development a couple of years ago um, to begin exploring this. And so the county then reached out to ODF&W to see what these uh, what their new data would be telling us. So that was kind of the beginning of, of the process. So they we worked with ODF&W because of you know ongoing comments and observations that that the data that we were working with um, was a little bit out of date. Can you describe for me? about what is the proposed area involved? 
Um, yeah, and I will refer anyone who's listening to our website um, first, just because I, I want to plug our website, <laughs> and also because that's the best way to look at the map. You can really dig into an interactive map you could put in your address um, and see if you're in this proposed zone. Um, our website is deschutes.org slash mule deer. Um, that's all one word, and that'll take you to the information for all of the proposed amendments and maps <clears throat> and uh, how you can participate. But basically, the the area, the total area, uh, is about 180,000 acres. Um, and don't don't panic. <laughs> um, basically, uh, but the the a lot of that is federal land. So as we as we know, a lot of Deschutes County is federally owned land in general. So about 80,000 acres um, across the county would be subject to um, Deschutes County zoning code. So we're looking about 80,000 acres. Um, the main area, I would say, of this new proposed area is kind of in the triangle between Redmond and Sisters and Bend. Um, that would be the biggest chunk of it. Um, and there's a few other pieces as well, um, just south of Bend, a little bit east of Bend. Um, those are kind of the main areas. But I, I definitely encourage people to look at, at that map um, I'll also note that we did send out a mailing to everybody who is in that proposed area. So if you received a mailing from us, um, that means you're in this potential proposed zone. If you did not receive a mailing, then you are probably not. Is there going to be an impact on homes and businesses that are already within this zone? Um, likely no. So if you um, our regulations, and again, I, I'm going to stress that these are just proposed and we're at the beginning of the story. So we're, we're really looking to have these community conversations um, to talk about what people like, what people don't like about these proposed amendments. So I'll just, that's the caveat that, you know, this is all in draft format um, and nothing's a done deal. But essentially, if you have a home on a property that's already existing and you're not planning on dividing your property, it's generally less than uh, 20 acres, which would kind of afford it. Uh, if it was greater than that, you might be able to divide it. But if it's less than 20, you probably wouldn't. You are not likely going to be affected by these amendments. Um, they primarily address a lot of commercial uses, um, things that are have been noted by ODF&W as uh, disturbing to the deer, to the deer habitat. Um, things like shooting ranges and BMX bike parks and um, uh, solar farms, that kind of thing. So large, larger scale commercial things. But residentially, um, if you're looking to build and you have a vacant lot, uh, there could be potential siting requirements. In other words, you would have to put the buildings uh, in a certain place on your lot to minimize habitat disturbance. Um, in this case, it's, it's talking about distance from an existing road. Um, but if you already have a house and you're already set and you're not doing any sort of land use action, um, you're probably not going to notice any type of change. All right. So then what will be the impact on future business or commercial development? Well, um, businesses and commercial developments, um, we have a list of about, I think it's about 20 different uses um, that have been identified by ODF&W as the particularly um, uh the ones that make it a little bit more difficult for, for deer habitat and deer migration. Um, most of it is about uh, siting standards, where on the lot you can, you can have that use, um, as well as, uh, let's see, we have in certain cases for certain uses, there might be seasonal limitations on the outdoor activities associated. So uh, between December and March, when the deer are using those areas, um, we might have some proposed regulations on when, when you can do the outdoor stuff that pertains to your uh, to that commercial use. Um, 
there might be some fencing standards in terms of the the height of fencing you you can have. So essentially, we're trying to allow deer to be able to still use that area and travel through that area um, to either get to other places of habitat or just to continue their their use patterns. So this list that was put together by ODFW uh, is not generally it doesn't necessarily block development of and and includes things like golf course kennel schools bed and uh, bed Mm -hmm. and breakfast dude ranch playgrounds vet clinics fishing lodge those are all on the list does it exclude those specifically and say no you can never have that or you may be able to have these things with limitations it's it's the latter and that's a really good distinction we're trying to give you know we want to recognize that people are very interested in in conservation of habitat but they're also really interested in being able to utilize their property um as the way they they um are entitled to by the zoning so our goal with these regulations is to kind of uh center it so there might be we're we're trying not to ever say no essentially um there might be some like i said some limitations some um some sighting limitations or things like that, but we don't want, our goal is to, at the moment, to not prohibit anything because we want to allow people to be able to do these, uh, to have these uses available. Um, I'll note that we have an existing wildlife area combining zone, and this is totally separate from that, but that that zone does prohibit some of those uses. Um, it's a shorter list, but they, it's, so the, these two zones are a little bit different. Um, with the current proposal, we're trying to not ever say no and just give people alternatives. Um, and I'll also note that we have these proposed regulations about, like I said, fencing, locational standards, siting standards. But um, you can also, a property owner could also consult with ODF and W if they want to find an alternative solution. Um, so they can say, oh, you know, this is, this is great, I, this, uh, but I, I have a better solution and ODF and W says it's going to be okay. So that's another alternative. We want to give people a little bit of um, leeway and creativity to do if they have a better solution. Is the public comment period open now or when will it start? Um, it's open now, um, and this is a, a perhaps a good time for me to plug our public information sessions. Um, I'll start with our first public hearing is on April 13th, and so everything is open uh, in terms of public comment. You can submit written comment to me to my email address, uh, which is Tanya Saltzman, Tanya Saltzman, excuse me, at Deschutes.org, and that's all on our website. Um, we're also having three information sessions for the public um, prior to those public hearings. Um, we want to be able to have people ask questions and have a slightly more informal um, uh, environment to just kind of see see what we're talking about. Um, so we're having those on April 4th in Sisters, April 6th in uh, Bend, and April 10th in Redmond. Um, and again, that's all available on our website too. But you can submit written comment to me um, anytime. Uh, you can come to the public hearing to uh, verbally have uh, present a public comment. And then we'll see how the Planning Commission wants to go from there because they may uh, they may want to continue the public hearing if there's a lot of interest to subsequent dates. So there will be a lot of opportunity for public input. And we've received some so far, and it's been super helpful because this is... Uh, this is really a work in progress. We're starting kind of from scratch. This isn't a thing that is um, done very often by counties because it's quite a it's quite a big undertaking. So we really, really want people's input on what they like and what they don't like and how how they might prefer these regulations to be shaped. The website is Deschutes.org slash mule deer. Tanya Saltzman with the senior planner with Deschutes County. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.